It's a little exciting when the children are fighting, but they've got to abide by the playground rules. Uh, welcome back to the playground rules. Um, uh, podcasts about basketball and other things, and it's a podcast. Uh, in the interest of full disclosure, we're not on an actual playground. It's, uh, it's you a metaphor. We're going to tell people that <laughs> it's the playground in all of our hearts. It's the playground in all of our hearts. Yeah, you are hearing the voices of myself, Herb, and my really good friend, who is not uh, nearly as happy as I am with the outcome of the Super Bowl, Arik. Should we talk about that? Yeah, why don't we talk about it a little bit? All right, let's talk about it. So I think, so. okay, so my initial reaction, uh, and I did not text you this because, you know, I'm happy for you. Thank right? you. So, but I was texting with another friend of mine uh, who is actually from St. Louis and therefore, you know, like me, not really rooting for anyone in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all we were talking about is how the game was total trash, right? Like, the worst football game I've maybe ever seen in my life, blah, 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 blah. But... Okay, so you don't think that's a tad No, so the, uh, listen, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Okay. That is 100% how I felt on the Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. But when I went uh, to work the next day, I was talking to some of my coworkers, and they felt very differently. Uh, some of them, even ones who are not uh, Patriots fans. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God, what didn't you see this scheme and this zone and blah, blah, blah. And one of them made a really good comment that made me realize... Uh, what was actually going on, which was he was like, oh, maybe you just aren't a big enough fan of football to, like, this wasn't, like, fun for you because you don't know what was, how crazy what was going on was. And I realized that I was a huge fan of the uh, Pacers-Nets, Pacers-Nets, Pacers-Pistons series in the uh, Mm mid-2000s. A lot of basketball games that were, like, 80 to 78. Yes. Right? Considered by some people to be unwatchable garbage. Yeah. Uh, But I thought they were defensive powerhouses at the highest level of achievement and i was completely enamored by them but i'm also you know a a serious basketball fan and i know what they're doing and i can see like what's happening at some level i mean i'm not and i'm you know there's many levels above my understanding of basketball but i'm not a casual fan and so i'm like oh man i get what's going on here the thing is i am a casual football fan Mm -hmm. so at best right like and so a a a defensive struggle uh, was really boring. Yeah, I, I think you kind of nailed it. I think in order to appreciate uh, this game, you, you had to be, you had to appreciate the fact that it was like a, a defensive, <laughs> two defensive clinics, you know? Right. And, and unfortunately yeah. that meant there wasn't a lot of offense, which tends to be more exciting. Um, right, or be a Patriots fan, because I don't even think that would matter. Because like people hate... The like random fans did not enjoy the uh, the Seahawks uh, win over the Broncos. Mm-hmm. It's like you know a blowout. Blowouts are the most boring thing, right? Well, that's what I, I was going to say too. It's like the, the Seahawks, second. the Seahawks Broncos, or the Broncos uh, uh, Panthers. Like those games were never close. At least in this game, it felt like either team could win really right up until like the last three minutes. And so on the one hand, it did. On the one hand, it definitely did. And there's certainly you can make. Uh, plenty of arguments about that on the other hand i was kind of always sure that the patriots were going to win just because in my opinion uh a very low scoring very close game was always going to favor the team that had been there nine times Mm -hmm. over the team where the quarterback looked like he had no idea where he was or what was happening poor poor kid huh yeah he he really took it to had a rough day but (laughs) like so i never really felt i mean there was always the chance you're right like the Rams could have, if a couple things had gone their way, the Rams might have actually won that game. That's the thing about a close game. But it kind of just always, I feel like even if the Rams had scored the touchdown, either of the two touchdown opportunities they had where they didn't score, I just felt like the Patriots would come back and score. Like it never felt to me like any, I mean, I think, you know, really, it, it, I wasn't just jinxing you. I was also jinxing you. But when I was texting you that it was <laughs> over, it really did feel like it was over. Like I just didn't think that there was anything to be done about it. Like it, it's just the kind of game that I felt like favors the, I think to beat the, to beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, you really have to do what the, what the Hawks almost did and what the, or sorry, Falcons almost did and what the Eagles did do, which is really just punch them in the mouth and like come out yeah. and it's like, Oh my goodness, what the heck just happened? Well, right. what the Eagles were able to do was just 
you know, just just completely out offense the Pats. I mean, they yeah, Brady threw for five hundred and five yards against the Eagles in a losing effort. Lost. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and they lost pretty incredible. They lost by like you know uh, what was it nine or something or eight? You know, it was not. Mm, it was closer than close. that. Yeah, it was forty one thirty three. Oh really? Was it eight? Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So I mean, like, and you know, they outscored the Pats in all but one quarter. You know what I mean? It was a pretty, mm-hmm. pretty, pretty, you know, convincing win. But, like, th- this one was a very different kind of game. I just, you know, as a casual fan, like, I totally, I'm, I get it now. I'm, like, I'm not saying it's, because I was like, this is the worst game ever played. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I think part of the problem, to be honest, is that I kept hearing, you know, I don't follow football very closely, but I do sort of keep up with certain podcasts and things. And everyone was saying, like, these are two offensive teams. Right, neither team has a particularly good defense. Mm-hmm. The over under is like a billion points, right? Like I think it was literally sixty, maybe. Like I, I want to say it was like fifty five or something like that. It was yeah. a lot of points, Basically, right? A lot, yeah. And I mean, sixteen were scored, right? So when I'm watching this, it felt during the game as someone who doesn't know what's actually going on, it felt like uh, like it was just two teams sucking. Rather mm-hmm. than two teams, because it's hard. To, it can be hard to tell if you don't know the sport real well between you know incredible defense and incompetent offense, mm-hmm. right? Especially when you know uh, Tom Brady threw for an interception like the first pass of the game, and uh, and jo- Jared Goff threw an interception, and both quarterbacks had very eerily similar stat lines. Like this was not an incredible performance by really anyone, and honestly, even Edelman. I think they they should have given it to Gronk, not Edelman, but uh, or even Just for the, that that catch. Just for that one catch, because that was yeah. the biggest thing that happened the whole game. Or I li- really like this. How about Hecker from the uh, uh, Rams? <laughs> I don't think you can give MVP uh, to to anyone from the losing team. Is that a rule? Because it's happened once in basketball. It's happened once, and it was the very first MVP they gave. Um, was it the first one? Yeah. Huh. I did not know that. I I I don't know if there's a rule, but it seems to me uh, it never happened. It doesn't yeah. happen. I I think. I think the spirit of the award really kind of suggests that it should go to the winning team, right? Um, uh, yeah, we were. I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I would listen to an argument otherwise, but yeah, we well, can know. have it some other yeah. time. But I this, I this comes up every few years, you know. Obviously, yeah, LeBron was, that, was the, the famous yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, the LeBron when when Kyrie and Love were both hurt, and yeah, uh, yeah. um. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we were talking about it before the game ended, and kind of all of the, you know, I watched with probably like eight people, um, and we all sort of agreed that like Edelman was the the, the likely candidate. Um, I, I don't think anyone said uh, Gronk. There were kind of a few defensive players that people threw out there. It did. It seemed like maybe with a game where defense was so important and and where defense won them the game. I mean, they held. They held the Ram to three points for God's sakes. It seemed they had never like, they had never not scored in the first half under uh, Sean McVay. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So so it seemed like maybe a defensive player could have gotten that award, but of course, uh, you know, it was, it was defensively a it was a, a collective effort, and and yeah. Edelman was really unbelievable. I mean, he did did it results in a lot of points. Obviously not, but um, they you know they needed to keep the ball in the field and tire out that defense as much as they could and, and move the chains. And, and Edelman was really the only uh, consistent player, uh, particularly in the first half. Yeah, I am going to bring up the steroid inflicted elephant in the room and say that he is the first player in NFL history and probably sports history to get uh, suspended for PEDs the same season that they that that they won the Finals MVP. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are upset about that. Uh, I feel like it's just kind of typical sour grapes. Like, no, I I don't think so. I mean, I think it would be true on any team. It's just a weird. It's not. Listen, there's no rule against it, right? Yeah. If it if it was the MLB, a lot of people have correctly pointed out that if it was the MLB, he wouldn't even have been in the postseason. But you know what? I think I don't really think that's super fair. I think in in the MLB, like, you know, well, whatever. Every every sport has its own rules. Like he served his time he served his suspension uh the team uh struggled because of it and then he came back and he was you know uh in the eyes of many the most valuable player in <laughs> in that game I yeah mean, i think if you weren't a pats fan you might have a i'm not saying you would have the opposite view but you might have a slightly more nuanced view like i i'm not talking about julian edelman specifically are you calling who, me a lunkhead i don't know what i don't think so maybe what i'm saying is that i'm not i'm not Take yourself out of this this particular series uh, because I don't really care whether I mean Edelman's a perfectly nice player and he did a good job and blah blah blah. I just think it's weird in general. Like 
that on a season where you were you had to sit out four games because you were trying to effectively cheat. And I don't even really care about steroids, he, but that's he, what it is. He was recovering from a torn ACL. It's not I, like he was taking that's a, steroids. It doesn't matter why you're taking steroids. I, we have a rule about no steroids, and I actually yeah. don't even know if I how I feel about that rule, but we have a rule. You got kicked out for doing something that is considered to be uh, unfairly advantaging yourself and, and blah, blah, blah. And that uh-huh. same season got one of the biggest personal awards. It just seems weird. Like, I'm not even saying it shouldn't be yeah. allowed. It just I, I totally see that side of it, and yeah. I resent your implication that I'm incapable that of any no, objective thought. No, no, no. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I just said <laughs> No, you just implied be, it. <laughs> no, I didn't even imply it. I just said that maybe you'd be slightly more than you're already being. <laughs> right? You're doing a, a good job. You could do a great job. Oh, my gosh. We're like, it's like right back to last week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a great mood. So I don't know if that uh, has anything to do with it. I, I, I'm in a great mood. So I completely I see your point, yeah. And I, uh, I've, I have that. been hearing it since Sunday night. I'm and sure. I totally understand. You know, obviously, there are not many people who are super psyched that the Pats won, especially in this fashion. It's like, I know. at, at oh. least the last two, they were these like, epic historic super bowls that were really exciting and yeah it, for non-pats fans it stunk when they won but at least they gave you a game to watch and this one right. it was like wow they really kind of limped backwards into a sixth title and i'm sure right. that was yeah yeah i think the biggest problem frustrating. On it, honestly i think the biggest problem and this is actually not the patriots fault uh is that the saints weren't there and i think yeah. if the game had been great people would not People would in New Orleans would certainly still be upset, and people in general would would remember. But because the game was uh, what it was, um, it, it and and we could have had like the the, the reality of the future we or the, the the reality we could have had where it was Breeze versus Brady, mm-hmm. and, and how great that could have been. I mean, we don't know, right? But yeah, like we and the fact that it, that happened on an on an absolutely you know proven fault you know wrong like an egregious wrong call. Uh, is is just so uh, unfortunate. Right? Yeah, and and I think if if even if the game had been the same and it had been the Saints, I think there would have been a lot more storylines. Like the thing for with sure. the Patriots is that sure. there's just like not a lot left to say. I mean, they've been in that's true too. Three of the last four Super Bowls, you know, and everyone's just kind of like, well, <laughs> they're pretty good, and maybe they'll win or maybe they won't. And the thing is, it's going to end. Yeah, of course, at some point. Yeah. And everyone is going to change, and everyone's going to miss them. And uh, that's uh, going to be interesting to watch as it yeah. happens. Over yeah, the next, I thought like, we were seeing it years. in real time this season, and then they <laughs> then they won they another won Super Bowl, <laughs> and they might win next year. Who knows? Although I think right now the Chiefs are the favorites, and and honestly, I, I if the if the Chiefs have a good off season, I could see them. Easily, I could see them. They were so. Oh, good. I mean, they've got a stud of a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, um, and I mean, at some point, Brady has to get older. Right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know when. Maybe not next year, but someday. <laughs> Although well, he is kind of like a basketball, like a tall basketball player whose only real skill was shooting. Anyway, that's you know true. I mean? Like athleticism seems, was never his deal. It seems like he probably can do this for a couple more years. The, yeah. the thing is. You know, people when they're in their 30s, professional athletes, they start aging really quickly. And now he's in his 40s, so who knows? You know, I mean, well, we what could... I think is go-, go ahead. What I think is going to happen is that he will be this good until he gets injured, mm-hmm. and then he'll be gone. That's a horrible thing to say. No, I don't want it to happen. But I'm just saying it's like that's kind of what the problem with with uh, with getting older as an athlete is that you don't heal or recover as quickly, right? It's yeah, like sure. it's like you know my favorite athlete of all time, Roger Federer. Uh-huh. Um, on any given day, is just as good at tennis now as he was you know, ten years ago. Uh-huh. It's just trying to win seven matches in a row. Right? Yeah. yeah, and I think that, uh, and and I just think coming back from injury, I don't want, I do not want Brady to get injured. I hope he plays another four years and retires at forty-five like he hopes. But if he leaves sooner than that, it'll be because something bad happens and it just won't become backable. Yeah, no, uh, that's that's. That makes sense. Um, I wish him the best of health. Thanks, man. Speaking of, by the way, speaking of people with injuries who I'm not sure how they're going to come back, I'm going to transition here. Do you see that John Wall news? Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. With the ruptured uh, uh, Achilles Achilles tendon. At his house, he fell. I mean, we don't know, but that's the story right now. 
And I only say I mean, we don't that, know because a lot of athletes you know, have the, told the, stories. The weirdness around the story aside, and it is it is really weird. But yeah, yeah I mean, beyond that, it's just like, man, what a, John Wall, like, you know, it was just like a few years ago that everyone was talking about him and, and Bradley Beal being the backcourt of the future. Yeah. And he was considered like a top five player in the league. And then it came out that like no one really liked playing with him. And then this, I mean, between last year and this year, it's just been like, just like almost like a Jerron Williams-esque uh, fall from grace. It's it's really unbelievable. And he wasn't there's, even there's, that bad this year. He was just like, I don't know. It's crazy to me. There's a couple things here. For one thing, isn't it crazy? I mean, this is obviously completely random, but the two players, most recent players with Achilles injuries were teammates in college. That is pretty wild. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's crazy. Uh, and then also, I mean, you know, I, I, I hope John Wall can come back and be the player he was, but like Achilles is hard to come back from and Wall's only elite level skill was his speed. Yeah. Which is, you know, a, a problem. He's on a super max too, right? Um, yes, in twenty twenty two twenty three, he will be paid forty seven point three million dollars. Wow! Like, I mean, I know the cap's going to go up, so it won't look as bad then as it does now, presumably because the it's going to look come in, bad. But, Oh my god! And this is actually one of the things that they're saying about the super max, right? Why it's not really succeeding is that the only people who are getting it are the guys like Wall who were. Good enough that you can't let them leave, but not really good enough that they could turn it down. Yeah, because if you're sense? LeBron James or Anthony Davis, yeah, you don't need like, it. I'll make my money. Yeah, <laughs> but he's just like, yeah, I'll take your two hundred and whatever, wow. two hundred and uh, whatever million dollars, which is like just insane. And I mean, I just really, don't... really sad. And, and you yeah. gotta feel for just uh, you know Wizards fans because for so many reasons, yeah, for a lot of reasons. Um, yeah. I don't think they've won in, in their history over 47 games. That stinks. Um, no, I mean, of course they have. They won the NBA title. Did they win over 47 games that year in the regular season? Oh, now you have me wondering. Is that really? That cannot be possible. I swear I heard that stat the other day. Uh, then I'm going to look at their season-by-season season records because I just that's insanity if that's true. Okay, so the theory here is they've never won more than 47 games. I think I heard that. I could uh, be wrong. No, that's not true. Okay, great. Um, uh, but I will say this. It has been uh, the last time they won over 47. No, that's not. They won over 47 games in 2016-2017. Okay, great. But, like, the last time they won 50 games was in 1978-79. <laughs> was that the year they won the title? No, that's the year they won to my Sonics. They won the, they won the year before in... Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. You just said that's the year they won to my Sonics. Hold on, that's the seventy-eight, seventy-nine is the year the Sonics won. They lost in the finals. The previous year in seventy-eight, they won. Cool. Um, It's just that for some crazy reason, the webpage I'm on uses a reddish color for winning the championship and a greenish color for not winning the championship. It seems a little counterintuitive. It does. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's just an ugly situation over there. Your heart goes out to the Wizards fans. It does. Um, yeah. And you'd like to think that John Wall can rehabilitate his career. He's only I 28. Would, I would say it'd have to be somewhere else, but he's not going anywhere. <laughs> he's, no, I can't even imagine how they would get rid of him at this point. Yeah, he, he's going to play him. out that contract in Washington. So uh, buckle up, Wizards fans. Um, not Unless Ted Leonsis wants to drop a quarter of a million do- a quarter of a billion dollars on nothing. Not nothing, but, you know, on not having someone play for their team, which I don't think would ever happen. Yeah. Um, did you see they announced the uh, participants in all the uh, the only fun night of All-Star? All the participants got uh, announced for the I uh, saw that. Events? I see that the three-point championship will be a lot of fun. It does look like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I see that the slam dunk contest features... Can I just say, I'm so people. happy that Dirk Nowitzki agreed to do it. I know. it's It's great. Like Although he's going to be in the game, I guess, so... He's also doing that He's because of the, the, you know, how do you feel about, I mean, I have two opinions that are con- contradictory about Dwayne Wade, Wade and Dirk Nowitzki being yeah, named so, the All-Star team. So for people listening, they basically, on, on allowed for two uh, representatives, uh, one, one from each conference who are sort of like uh, kind of all-timers on their way out that they're yeah. letting into the All-Star game. Goodbye games in a way, yeah. like what Jordan got. Yeah, so please. Well, yeah, and, and okay, before you make your point, and I, I hope I'm not stepping on your point, what I will say is, like, this happens anyway, so why not formalize it 
and uh, yeah, I, I I'm fine with it. I think I'm fine with it too. Uh, on the one hand, all star appearances are used for Hall of Fame decisions, mm-hmm. so I do think they should be taken seriously if we care about the Hall of Fame. Uh, on a second hand, nobody cares about the Hall of Fame, and in a third mythical hand, uh, both these players are making it in the Hall of Fame anyway. So one more all-star appearance is not going to change anything. Yeah, you, you can make the argument that an extra all-star appearance for someone else might help their case. But I, I, at that point, I just Man. feel like you're holding people's careers hostage to make me interested and care about this selection process. And, I, and until the game has some sort of uh, either entertainment value or some sort of meaning, which it has neither right, right now, I just refuse right. to care. And I would yeah, like I to guess, have seen Mike Conley make it. Yeah. He's never. By the way, do you know what the year? Can you guess what season Dirk was last a legitimate All Star? Um, I feel like it hasn't been that long. Like uh, three years ago, twenty fifteen. Four years ago. That's a long time. No, I mean he hasn't been that great. <laughs> He's been no, in, I know he hasn't the tail end for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just didn't didn't think it was quite that long ago. Yeah. He's Dirk. Did you, I'm assuming you listened to his interview oh, with Zach Lowe. Yes, oh. it was. Delightful. I had a smile on my face the whole time. I just love Dirk Nowitzki so much. I love Me everything too. about him. Yeah, he's also my wife's favorite basketball player. Probably Shocking. of all time. I know. Shocking. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> I could not get her into Schroeder. I tried. Hey, we uh, got a German on the Celtics. I know. I, there's also another German on the Mavs. Uh, but uh, uh, Maxi Kleber. Oh. But I, I, yeah, no, she's, I mean, she knew who Dirk was before she came to this country. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. she loves Dirk. I love Dirk. I love Dirk for so many reasons. Like I just, he's delightful. It, yeah. Everything, everything, everything about him. Yeah. Is he's made fantastic. my life better yeah. in the time I've known about him. Me too. And, yeah. uh, I would say the, uh, 2011 finals, uh, the Mavs versus. Oh, that was so great. The, yeah. That was probably the best finals of, of. For me, outside of like a, a Celtics finals, like that was the best one of my adult life. Uh, for me, it. it was 04. The Pistons, true. I can see that. Yeah. See that. Uh, well, specifically because I predicted the Pistons would win in game one of the Eastern Conference first round. So, wow. Yeah, it's like the only. You heard it like, here first, people. <laughs> it's the only like crazy, no one predicted a thing that I, I you know, and there are witnesses. And I, uh, and I'm very, very, very proud of that. But uh, uh, also, I love that team. But anyway, um, the three-point yeah. contest should be yeah. a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Slam yeah, dunk yeah. contest. Who gives a hoot? Not me. It's not good. It's never good. And I feel like every year I have to listen to like Kenny the Jet Smith shouting, "The slam dunk contest is back." And I know. It's not back. It's never, it's never back. back. It's never back. There's been like two years where it was kind of cool. Uh, there was that one year where they got really into props. I do like it when they do a lot of props. Yeah, the props year was good. This year, I mean, we'll see. I don't see any of these players doing anything amazing, but, you know, we'll see. And then the skills challenge should be the skills challenge. But I like that your boy uh, Jason Tatum's doing it. Yeah, good for him. Um, yeah. I, I do like the skills challenge, uh, certainly more than the slam dunks contest, but it's the, it's all about the three-point The three-point one is the one. I I wish they would bring the horse back. I don't know yeah, why they you said that, that last one week, year. too. Yeah, well, don't be it's repetitive. <laughs> it's never going to not be true. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah Mo yeah, Bamba yeah. also, by the way, injured. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, that stinks. Yeah, everything's everything's you know. Uh, oh, you know what I did like though uh, was Kobe Bryant saying that Harden's streak uh, would prevent them from winning a title, and then Harden being like, "Yeah, that's true." Like oh, I thought that, that was, was Harden's response. That was Harden's response. He said, uh, uh, he agreed, basically. He was like, I have to be ball dominant because of the injuries, but when they get back, we, yeah, we need to do it differently. We, he said, for right now, he's probably right. This way that we're playing won't happen, won't get us where we want to go, but we haven't had a full roster yet, so I'm excited for that to come. That actually kind of, I mean, I'm not a James Harden fan, but that kind of, uh, I like that. I respect that self awareness. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I think it's a bit rich that Kobe would say that. <laughs> I know it is hilarious. Yeah, the post retirement Kobe Bryant is uh, not as self aware. Well, he's as self aware as he was when he was playing. We'll put it that way. Well, 
I guess it's like now that he doesn't have to put his money where his mouth is as a player, he just can say whatever he wants. And, and he's, I mean. Oh, that rings talk. Good Lord, Kobe. He's, sit down. He's not wrong in that. Like, no one really calls him out. Like, like what James Harden should have said is like, we do oh, you mean playground. playing like you? <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. We call him out on the playground. Although if he was here, we'd be afraid of him because he's like 6'6". Six, six yeah, he's like and super tough. And, um, and like very strong. <laughs> there are some pretty big stories uh, from last week. Shall we talk about some of them? We should talk about them. But before we do, can I just congratulate the uh, Dutch for uh, imaging the far side of the moon? On behalf of uh, my uh, the nation of my people? Thank you. Yeah, good job, Dutch. I like you. <laughs> now make it to the next World Cup, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, seriously, so that Herb will have a reason to care. <laughs> I want Herb to care. That's true. Yeah. We were actually talking about it today at a work meeting, and we were trying to figure out when the next World Cup was going to be. It's like, and it was like last summer, and we were all like, when was it again? Yeah, it's 2022 mm-hmm. is the next one. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. It's in Qatar, which is not great for a lot of yeah. reasons. Yeah, but, we, we uh, let's not get into that because I'm just going to get depressed. Yeah, but France won last time over Croatia, remember? I too. Yeah. And that was fun. It was cool to see, the you know, a country that had never won before being there. Um, yes. So, yes, congratulations to the Netherlands. Uh, soccer is a sport that people care about <laughs> a lot but more than basketball. Us. But that's not what we're here to talk about. But <laughs> not us. Yeah, there's some big, 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 big uh, trades and oh trade God. requests. Um, yeah, we haven't even done a podcast. That's crazy. Yeah, so first of all, yes, sir. Uh, the Rockets uh, sent Carmelo Anthony to, to the Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do the whole podcast as though that's like the biggest thing? Can we just yeah. talk about the implications of that for like 20 minutes? Sure, let's do it. Yeah, what team? Do you there think are he's no going implications. To? <laughs> there are no. I don't even. Oh man, is he going to the Lakers? You think? I think the only way that the Lakers take them is if they get, uh, like Anthony Davis, or if they get some other kind of like formidable they just need the roster. Phil. Yeah, like the Lakers in their current state. Um, I don't think LeBron wants Carmelo there. If if Carmelo has any sense that he might be the number two. Which if he if he was on the current Lakers, he probably would feel that way, right? Yeah, he definitely thinks he's better than anyone else on the Lakers. He's yeah. wrong. He's super wrong. He'd but, be like their twelfth best player. Yeah, but he would think that. Yeah. Um Yeah, so I mean the Bulls will obviously buy him out. Uh this trade I think is, they did. No, I think they did. Oh, they probably already did, yeah. yeah. I was just jokingly mentioning it because it No, I know, it's great. Um, the Trailblazers, I, this is one that I'd be curious to hear what you think. They got Rodney Hood. I feel like the Blazers kind of gave up a lot for Rodney Hood. I mean, Rodney Hood's good. He's good. Well, it's two second-round picks, Nick yeah. Sauskis and Wade Baldwin the fourth. Yeah, I mean, I kind of had like a weird soft spot in my heart for Stauskas, I guess. Uh-huh. But, I mean, you know, like... We were there was a lot of Evan Turner mm-hmm. this season for the uh, for the Blazers, like a lot of Evan Turner, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I feel like Rodney Hood is a is a you know, is a dynamic punch right, had a little scoring. Uh, I mean you know he's had a pretty good year. He's he's never so got he's like to... an off the bench facilitator. Yeah, he's he's an he's an upgrade over Stauskas first of all. Yeah, but also just like someone to come in with the second unit and. And and maybe score like he's get. I think he's scoring like I don't know sixteen points per thirty six or something like that. I I looked this up at the when we traded for him, but like I mean you know Stauskas is not having like a great. Season. No, he's averaging like six points a game right now. Yeah, it's nothing. I mean you know, and then Turner has his you know Turner's a very on and off player. Right? He's very streaky. Uh, so I don't know. I'm into it. I like Rodney Hood. I think he could be decent. For the team, he's only twenty six. Also, not that he has like a lot of upside necessarily, but he's he's averaging like twelve points a game, so that's double what Stauskas was averaging. Cool. We'll see. So it's a good trade. We're happy. It's fine. I mean, (laughs) I don't know. It's all fine. I don't. He's not uh, playing yet. He's not on the team tonight. They're playing right now. Oh, that's Uh, right. They're playing. um, 
Who they they play are playing again? the Miami Heat, and they are Ooh. losing currently at halftime by seven. So you know, people out there know exactly when we're recording this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but uh, but uh, uh, yeah, uh, Dame's not having a, a great game. He's three for eight from the field and one for five from three. But McCollum's already at fifteen points, so we'll see. And Layman's actually scored sixteen at this point in the game, which is. Jake Lehman, dude, getting it done. I appreciate the tremendous sacrifice you made by uh, agreeing to record during a Blazers game. You're welcome. You would not have done the same for me. I've done that a million times. No, I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. Jeez. I really... And the thing is, I love Evan Turner. Like, the person. Yes. I just wish he was better at basketball. I wish you guys had Celtics Evan Turner. I know. Me too. He was really, really good for... I mean, there's a reason he got that huge contract. Yeah. Yes. I know. I mean, you know... At least we got rid of that Alan Crabb contract. I don't know. I mean, he's like the equivalent of like like a like a like an antique car. Like if you if you don't use it exactly the right way, yeah, it's going to temperamental. Yeah, yeah. it's just going to completely break down. Like like the Celtics, like they just found a way to use him exactly right, and he flourished. And uh, Portland thought that they were going to be able to make that work, but they've sort yeah. of been just trying to hammer him into the, the system. And it's like, yeah. This was in the Brad Stevens is a genius era, which I don't know. Maybe it's back. They've you've won five straight games, but uh, and are up to third in the East. But yeah, uh, I, I've I've I have not. I mean, there have been issues with the Celtics this year. I, I you haven't never turned. really thought that turned. Brad Stevens was the problem. No, you haven't. Um, I, I have not heard yeah. you do that. Yeah, there, yeah. Uh, every everything that's been going on this season is is pretty uh, understandable, and obviously there are some individual people who kind of bum you out. But, uh, you know, we're not here to talk about the Celtics. I'm the not eighth gonna... seed right now in the East is uh, Miami at 24 and 27. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> With a negative 0.6 point differential. No, we're here for once to talk about basketball. This is crazy. I know. I can't believe we haven't talked about a single movie. And I watched some dingers this past week. Did you? I had, really? the, I had the flu. I was laid out. Like, yeah. I had a brutal flu. I was in bed for like three days straight. Um, but I watched some movies and some TV shows, and some of them were really good. Um, but we don't have time to talk about them, Mark. Well, hold on. There is a fast-breaking news to be broken on, okay. this, on this podcast. The, the Lakers have agreed in principle to trade guard Sviatoslav Michaliuk and a second-round draft pick to the Pistons. For Anthony Davis. For Reggie Bullock. Wow. Yeah. So... There you go. There's the blockbuster we've all been waiting for, everybody. Man. Yeah, um, yeah we'll, we'll get to the Lakers again in a minute. <laughs> you think there might be a bigger, a bigger deal? This yeah, has been maybe. a very... I mean, I guess in the last few years, the trade deadline has really been not interesting until the deadline, right? Uh, I feel like last year was actually an exception to that. Yeah, last year was like all done pretty early. Yeah. But this year, I feel like, is going to be more like the traditional, like, we know nothing until the it last It feels like that, because there's not that much time left, right? It's like a day it's and a half. To, it's Thursday at noon hour time. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. like a day and a half. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I was just helping the people out there, presuming they know Fair. what time zone we're in, uh, uh, which they do, because we talk about it all the dang time. We'll, we'll talk about some hypotheticals in a second, but there was one other practical trade that was massive. And uh, <laughs> frankly, no, a little mystifying. Um, so, yeah. So, in exchange for Dennis Smith Jr., yes. DeAndre Jordan, yes. Wesley Matthews, and yeah. two future first round picks, yeah. the Daf- Dallas Mavericks get Kristaps Przingis, Courtney Lee, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Trey Burke. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, this, so this anyone who listens to this podcast, uh, this is like you're probably like like fifth basketball podcast that you listen to, and there's absolutely nothing else to check out, or you listen to it for the non basketball stuff. So, <laughs> I don't <laughs> so this know, is not your episode, and you've already stopped listening to it. Yeah, I don't know how much insight we can provide into this, but man, when I heard about this, I I I just I didn't believe it. I mean. So, yeah, so uh, when you told – when we first talked about it, I said that either New York knows for sure that they're getting someone, which I don't think they do. No, or, I don't think they do either. Or they know something about Kristaps, um, like that he's not uh, 
he's not likely to recover uh, as much as as people hope. But I also don't think that that's true. No, I think the they're Mavs just. Were... I just think they're just being the Knicks, and they're being really, really stupid. What do you think? Well, I mean, when thinking about anything that the Knicks do, mm-hmm. they're being just really, really stupid has to be one of the first couple options. Yeah. Because uh, they're really stupid. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> and the track record there is that they're really stupid. So, you know, that's the way that goes. So we know that. Let's start there. Is it possible? Here's the thing. This is the craziest part about this one. They might be right in the sense that they might have been told by... Durant or whoever that they were uh, that he was going to come there mm-hmm. and still be really stupid because as many people on uh, a basketball podcasts that are not this one have pointed out not, nothing these guys say in February has any connection to what they're going to think in June and uh, I say that because if the Warriors do as expected and win their third title it in three years with Durant. I, does he leave? I mean, it, it just it just seems like a lot of people seem to think that Durant is on his way out. I don't I don't know why he would if they win another title. Um, yeah, I could see if he if they lose, he's like you know we did it, we had our run, this is over now, blah blah blah. But if they win and could go for four in four, which hasn't been done since uh, your Boston Celtics did it in the 60s when it was a six-team league. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I mean, I know he doesn't – he claim. so the thing about Durant, of course, is that he's very hard to read, and he claims not to care about his legacy, but then All the more reason sock puppets on to, Twitter, so yeah. who knows. I mean, the, the Knicks dumped Kristaps Porzingis, a, a transcendent player who's like – what he's like 20 no he's older than that i think he's 23 i want to say 23 regardless this is a guy in his early 20s 23 years old a guy in his early 20s who despite the injury that he suffered seems like he's going to have a really bright future and incredible player and they're just dumping him for salary cap for salary cap space it's like unheard of yeah, I I don't think this has ever happened with a player of Porzingis's uh, uh, skill. It's no, no, yeah. it's oh, man. it's 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 absolutely astonishing, and it is it is the most. I think with the with the Kings insanity over the last like many years, we kind of forgot that the number one crazy team. I mean, I, I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast, and he was talking about like. And I've thought this for a long time. I think I've even said this on this podcast. I do not understand why the Knicks are considered to be like this. People are always like, oh, the league's better when the Knicks are good. The Knicks have never been good. Like, the Knicks were good for, like, three years in the 70s yeah, and, like, for, four years in the 90s. Moments. Yeah, yeah. like, they've been bad for most of the time they've been a franchise. So I don't know what the heck people are talking about. But, like, <laughs> it's just like, okay. But uh, they're just – they're a badly run team. I mean, it, it, it is entirely possible that, that, that you know, the middle of the summer – they will have both Durant and Kyrie on their team. And in that case, you know, great. Good job, Knicks. If that but, happens, I mean, obviously, my own rooting interests aside, like, I, I just don't want to see this type of, like, I don't want to see this get rewarded. Like, if yeah. you have a player like Kristaps Porzingis and he gets, like, disgruntled and you say, well, fine, we'll just get another superstar, it, like, it doesn't work that way. And I really hope that this bites them in the butt because I really – don't want to see this rewarded. And I'll tell you what, like all the people that are, are saying, Oh, Kyrie's out of there. He's gone. Like people are reading way too much into stuff that Kyrie says. Like, yeah, he, he should never, Kyrie's the last person you should read into what he says. Yeah. Kyrie Irving is like the Bible. Like you can <laughs> interpret, <laughs> you can interpret it any way you want and, and just contort it to mean whatever you want it to mean. But at the end of the day, it's just a bunch of like contradictory nonsense. It doesn't mean anything. Can I like, make that my voicemail? Sure. <laughs> that is amazing. You know, the, the same day that Kyrie told people he doesn't owe anyone anything and everyone's like, yeah. oh, that means he's leaving. They're playing a game, and he's, like, pounding his chest and holding out, like, the Boston part of his jersey, like, 
Kevin Garnett, you know, like it's like people are, are reading way too much into that, you know, and that's yeah. fine. But like the idea that he's going to go to the Knicks, uh, a, a famously, famously uh, dysfunctional franchise. It, it's just amazing. Knicks fans are amazing. Like they're like, oh, we're going to have uh, what's his face, Zion Williamson and Kevin Durant yes, and Kyrie they're Irving. Also and we're gonna win a yeah. They're it's also like, getting the first overall pick. Yeah, they're also getting the first overall pick. I mean, and and yet it could happen. I mean, it could happen. Yeah, and but they I do would, have I, two extra future first round picks. Great, and, and seventy one like, million dollars to spend. But the last time they had seventy one million dollars to spend, they ended up with uh, Amari and Stoudemire, his non yeah. non insurable knees. Yeah, his his one and a half knees. Yeah, yeah. The, what they have right now, uh, besides promise and hope, is nothing. <laughs> they sell that to their fans. That's what they sell. Yeah. They sell that. The, it's like the Philadelphia 60, 76ers if they were doing the process, but it was never going to end and never even getting better. It's it's amazing. Like the stones of these guys, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, that is – it says a lot about what it means to be the Knicks because imagine if like <laughs> – Imagine if, like, Utah did this, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. It would be like, you know, and obviously Utah isn't going to get Kevin Durant. But, again, I don't think the Knicks will either. Like, man. I, I mean, if he leaves uh, here, where else? I mean, that is where I would think he would go. Because it's New York? Yeah, just because where, why else would you leave? Like, you would only leave if you were trying to, like, if it was, like, some kind of... I'm going to do the thing no one's done. Like, at some point, some superstar is going to want... Like, if you win a championship in New York, this has been said many, many times, you will be a legend forever, right? And nothing you can do here... Superstars don't go to team with nothing. Yeah, but that's why it's like you get me and Kyrie, and they are apparently very close friends. Man, that's a lot... (laughs) I agree, I agree. We've we've said the same thing the whole time. Like, I'm I'm on the same page with you. I'm just saying, like, it's not unimaginable to me i i just think that that if you're betting right now uh if you're saying to yourself okay uh this thing happened christoph porzingis traded to the uh mavericks there must be a logical answer to why you would do that uh durant must have told them he's coming i would say no i would say it is possible that they have the inside track and there is a crazy amount of tampering going on which of course we know there is but yeah it would have to be a, a truly historic level of tampering. But it is also, in my opinion, almost equally possible that they just are nixing it up and believe that they will that they just need to have the cap space this summer and they don't really like clearly they don't really like Porzingis that much. Uh, yeah. I mean that, that much is clear. And I don't know. We'll see what's going on with his with his injuries. He has been injury prone even beyond this injury, but man, he is real good and the Mavericks look like they are going to be real scary. I hope I hope the Mavs get a few at least a few good years of Porzingis out of this because Me too. the thought of him and Doncic uh playing together uh super fun. Yeah. Um agreed. Yeah, I mean there's not a whole lot else to say about this. I just like I I just find it mystifying and you know, maybe maybe Knicks fans will get the last laugh when they have Kevin Durant and Kyrie and Zion Williamson uh, but man, <laughs> but maybe they won't, you know, I mean, even like, so that's, that's the best case scenario and, um, cool. So let's say like, <laughs> uh, let's say obviously the Zion Williamson thing is really pie in the sky. Cause right yeah. now they have the fifth worst record. They'll yeah. probably end up close to the worst because but they even know then how- they only have a, the, the top bottom three teams this year have an equal shot. Yeah. And it's like what is it? It's like 14%. 14%? Yeah, it's not it's like, a great. It, yeah. There is a much better shot that you end up I believe the odds are that you there's a better shot of ending up like 8th than there is 1st. So, even for the so worst that's team. that's super pie in the sky. Um, but let's say like the best case scenario is Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving like great. Like after that, like if that misses, like god, it gets bleak. It starts that. to get pretty grim cuz like Kevin yeah. Durant is not going to go there by himself. So you have to hope that some other superstar agrees to go to New York with Kevin Durant, but who's it going to be? Would the funniest thing be Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson? That would be funny, but it's not going to happen. No, no, but would that be the funniest? Mm. Is there funnier? 
I think maybe Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard would be pretty funny because like they're two they play the same like the position. least charismatic superstars. Yeah, <laughs> that would be pretty. Funny. It's just like how do you sell that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be that would be pretty funny. Um, I guess technically they don't play the same position, but still, they're they not, sort of do. Yeah, they, they're I mean, not that, really compliment. That's not going to happen. It's not going to be no. Clay Thompson. It's not going to be. Uh, I think Kawhi is probably going to stay in Toronto, but we'll see. Yeah, I, and then you know you start to go down the list, and it's like cool, like Kevin Durant and <laughs> Don Maker. No, uh, what yeah. is it, Don McCarr- uh or uh, uh, Chris Middleton? You know. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's just, it gets bleak really quickly, and it gets I, bleak really quickly for the first time. The, the the most fascinating thing about this off season is that for the first time in my memory, all of the top free agents are on really great teams. Yeah, so exactly. Why are they moving? Why are any of them moving? I mean, Durant is unknowable, right? So maybe he's moving because he's Durant. But Durant's a weirdo, and he's gonna. He, I think he could easily move. I, 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 I would be surprised. Like, I wouldn't put odds on it, but there's a lot of buzz around it. A lot of people seem to think it's going to happen. There's obviously yeah. tension Insiders with him. Insiders seem to know team. stuff, but there's no way he's going to go to a team where he can't be great. Right. I don't see why he would want to go try to resurrect, like you know. The 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 la- like K- KG in two thousand five like you're two thousand seven I don't see why he would want to do that yeah he's too old <laughs> I yeah. mean he's not he's not, he's not that old, old but but he's, he's too old in- to do that yeah yeah and yeah. Uh, yeah I mean why not go to the Bulls you know like that's a huge market that's you know what's also crazy terrible. no one ever wants to go to the Bulls because they don't spend money I think that's yeah it's got to be what it is it's like until Jerry Reinsdorf sells that team or you know. It changes ownership somehow. It's just not going to happen. It should be. I think the the Bulls are an interesting team to watch if you're thinking about who isn't a big market team in the NBA but should be, and they will be at some point. They, uh, I mean, they're the same with the Warriors. Big market. It's just like they're, they're well, just well, no, but the, the Warriors cheap. were a quote unquote big market team too, right? Like yeah. in theory. I mean, they were they've been in the Bay Area for forty years, but until they were bought, they were just they were they were a, a laughing stock. Yeah, so, Chicago is kind of like low key because they do they have had like periods of success, well, obviously, and, uh, especially yeah, yeah. recently. But they're kind of low key, like uh, also like a mess of a franchise. Yeah, and they're it's super just, dysfunctional. Yeah, and they've been that way for a long time. And I mean, you know, we'll see what happens someday when when Reinsdorf. Uh... Do you know that Jerry Reinsdorf, by the way, was in the stands the day Jackie Robinson played his first game for the Dodgers? I did not know that. That is a random fact for you. Cool. So all you non-basketball fans listening, there's a little something for you to... <laughs> uh, Let's be honest. They've tuned out a long yeah, time ago. But yeah. you and I just haven't talked that much recently, and there's a lot of basketball stuff. There is, including... Uh, there is also... There's one more major story, a, a single eyebrowed elephant in the room that we haven't <laughs> talked about. Yeah, um, it's just like there's nothing to talk about yet, but let's get into it anyway. Well, I, I, I want to just talk about it just because... Because there is nothing to talk about, and this is like the only thing that anyone is talking about right now. Um, yeah, so Anthony Davis requested a trade from the Pelicans. Uh, not a huge surprise. They've had him for, what, seven years, and they've really have um, not really done right by him. And you could argue that some of it is is not Del Demp's, their GM's fault. But, uh, yeah, they're, uh, you know... They looked like they were going to be decent this year for a little while, and then it all fell apart again, and he finally got fed up, and he asked for a trade. And uh, I guess the biggest – so there's a lot of, like, um, what seems to be, like, misinformation out there coming from uh, what's-his-face, LeBron's agent. There's, like, all these leaked stories that suit a narrative that they should just trade him to the Lakers for – three young players that are all starting to look like they might not be that great. And then two draft picks, which let's start there. Arik, my feeling is that this Lakers offer is like pretty poor. And, you know, we were talking about the, the delusion of the Knicks, you know, people are acting like the, the Lakers are offering them a King's ransom. Like what, what is your take on like Kyle Kuzma uh, Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball as like the centerpiece of of a trade for Anthony Davis. Uh, yeah, I think that's a what is that like a four quarters for a dollar type trade? I, I mean, I I don't. I, not, are any of those guys like like 
absolute locks to ever make an all-star team. I mean, even Lonzo Ball, who was pretty highly touted when he came in, I mean, he hasn't really – he's been very injury-prone, um, and he hasn't really, like, set anybody on fire. I mean, he's he's fine. They're I mean, all they're fine. All, they're, they're all, all fine. super young, and there's definitely room for – you know, no one's hit their ceiling. No. Some, But, but they're like, not going to go up by 200 300% likely. Yeah. You, you can't seen, bet like, on that. We've seen kind of like what that sort of looks like because they've been playing without LeBron uh, for the last month, and it's like not that great. Yeah, even without him where you say, okay, maybe this is the time where we'll see uh, what they can do because you know there was some thought, oh, maybe maybe the problem is playing with LeBron, blah de blah but it, you know, that didn't happen. And I just don't think that any of those guys, I mean, Anthony Davis, this, there are people who were saying that this may be the biggest trade in the NBA since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, right? (laughs) And that was like 50 years ago. Like, like no joke. That was a long, 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 long time ago. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I think that, uh, in that, you know, I, I, I don't. I don't even understand how. Like, I, I the 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 news today was that the um they pulled out. Uh, the Lakers have pulled out of the trade talks for now because because uh, what they're asking is outrageous. Outrageous yeah. because they wanted all these posts, and it's like it's mm. like it's Anthony Davis. Like, <laughs> it should yeah. be outrageous. Yeah, he's 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 one of the you know best players in the league anyway, and he's like. 25 maybe yeah something like that how old is anthony davis he is well he's been in 25 probably 25 25 years old he's not even at his prime yet right like he's two years away from his prime like or his peak anyway he's probably Uh at the beginning of his prime. but like he's he's already a six-time all-star he's already all these things like he is a beast of a basketball player and you're gonna Get him for a bunch of players that, I mean, it's it's worse than the Chris Paul trade that that uh, David Stern vetoed. Yeah, for sure. So for like, sure. I just don't, I don't get it. Are they but. like looking at like the Knicks Chris Kristaps trade and saying, well, this is like <laughs> this is the new <laughs> this market. is the going price for a superstar? <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I don't even like Kristaps Porzingis has a torn ACL. <laughs> like whatever, whatever he, however well he recovers, he still right now has a torn ACL. And you're telling and me, and also the Knicks are being ridiculed for like a hor- horrendous trade. Yeah, and also, also, Anthony Davis is better than Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah, by by more than just a little. Yeah, by quite a bit. So I I, I don't even. I, 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 it makes absolutely no sense. But, you know, I know what's happening here. It's a combination of uh, the Lakers uh, trying... Basically, the Lakers... And, it's more tampering, in a sense. It's like the Lakers and uh, and um, LeBron's agent, whose name I now escapes me. Uh, Rich Klein? Clutch. Rich Klein. No, no. Rich Paul, right? Rich Paul, sorry. Who's Rich, Rich Klein? He's Durant's guy. Oh, sorry. Uh, so, Too many like, riches. Yeah, too many riches. So it's like a lot of rich people in the NBA. Bada bing. Um, that's a horrible joke. Wow. <laughs> really, maybe the worst thing I've ever said on this Whoa. podcast. I apologize to everyone out there. I don't know where that came from. But at any rate, uh, he's he's not like it, they want they want to make this inevitability of him going to the Lakers, right? Like he clearly wants to be on the Lakers, although he apparently has there are a couple different um, teams he has said he will go to. They are not the Celtics. Uh, I also. <laughs> Thought it was, you know, I enjoyed the uh, the thing that he that his dad said about not yeah, wanting him to yeah. go to the about Isaiah Thomas yeah. about Isaiah Thomas, which I you know you gotta own that one that that sucks, but uh, it's true. Uh, but like it's it's inconsistent with some of the other stuff. Like, uh, like what? you know, it's I mean, sure, the Lakers gave Kobe fifty million dollars, but I mean they've they. Pretty un, you know, when they were going to trade for Chris Paul, they were ready to dump uh, Pau Gasol there in like a horrible situation after he had just won them like two championships or helped them win two championships. I think the real problem is the, and I, we don't want to relitigate the uh, Isaiah Thomas trade, but I think the real problem is 
uh, the fact that he got injured, played through the injury to help the team, and then they traded him as soon as he was injured. Right? Yeah, no, I it's mean, just that... not. It's a business. We all get that, but it's not a great look, and it does not. I clearly make superstar players' parents want you to play for them. Whether that sure. matters, ultimately, unknown. Might not. Right. Yeah. We don't know. Uh, we'll see. But uh, yeah, it's. Um, I, I just think they want, you know, they the Lakers wanted to get it done now. There's no incentive to the Pelicans to do that, right? Like, mm-hmm. the best offers are going to come this summer, and they can say whatever they want. The The Lakers can say whatever they want about, ah, if you wait till the summer. Like, they should say that. Like, well, you're not getting this offer if we have to wait till the summer. Yeah, you are. Like, it's Anthony Davis. And if you're not getting that offer, great. Then they don't get Anthony they Davis. They don't want that offer in the first place. There's going to yeah. be – I mean – it's yeah, it is Anthony Davis, and they're going to be able to get whatever they want. And if all the Lakers are, is going to offer are, are three, you know, three players that do have potential upside, but also have you know potential to not be that great, and then two first round picks that also might not be that great. It's like you know, like the first round picks are. The reason they wanted so many first-round picks, like four or whatever, isn't because they're being greedy. It's because the next, if you get Anthony Davis and you're trading Lakers picks, the next two are going to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> like they're, the Lakers are going to be really, really good. And so the, the picks aren't worth as much. Like, it's not, you know, crazy. This is not like craziness here. So I, I just think, you know, they're, they're all playing the game, and that's fine. Got I, I'm not hating on that. It's negotiation. But I really hope that the Pelicans either hold on to Anthony Davis past the trade deadline or trade him someplace super random that we're like, what the hell? How did that happen? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I certainly hope they wait past the trade deadline and just trade him to the Celtics, obviously. But um, I mean, I uh, don't care if they trade him to the Celtics or not for obvious reasons. Like, I'm not opposed to it, but I just don't really feel strongly either way. I just don't. I just don't think they should trade him to the Lakers right now just because the Lakers want them to, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. And obviously there, again, is a lot of like stuff being floated out there that seems to be uh, uh, designed to, to put pressure on, uh, you know, a lot of pressure in the direction that they want, you know, because uh, what's his name? What did we say his name was? Rich. Rich Paul. Rich Paul really wants Anthony Davis in L.A. Um, and it seems like Anthony Davis wants to be in L.A., but like, you know, as much autonomy as these superstars have, if if you try to force a trade early, like it is a little bit out of your control. You know, I mean, yeah, the Pelicans should do whatever's best for the Pelicans. Yeah, they they don't need to do whatever's best for Anthony Davis. They stopped needing to care about that when he said he didn't want to be there anymore. Like, you know, this is not like oh, we're we're trying to we know we suck and we're trying to get this guy to a great situation because he's been great and he's been here a long time. Like, that each each side is has an agenda, and that's fine. Right. Anthony Davis can Anthony Davis's agency is that in a year and a half, he's going to be a free agent and then mm-hmm. he can sign wherever he wants. Yeah. And in the meantime, like if he the Pelicans wants are going to get early, the best out of them. Yeah. Yeah. I hope they get like some kind of like Carmelo deal, like where uh, they kind of ruin the team. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Well, I, I don't want the other team to get ruined, but like, you know, Denver got all this like awesome stuff, you know? And that, I mean, you know, granted, they didn't like end up winning a championship or anything, but that team after Carmelo left was like pretty fun for a few years. Yeah. They, they got some really nice pieces. Um, I have to say, I'm hoping for the Zach Lowe, uh, Ben Simmons for Anthony Davis trade. That would be something, but I, the problem I, is they're I just both feel like Ben's, all clients. Yeah. I also think Ben Simmons alone isn't enough, right? I, I would agree, but at least Ben Simmons moves the needle a little bit. I mean, yeah. More, more than what the Lakers are offering. I would much rather get Ben Simmons than any of the players the Lakers are offering. Like <laughs> no kidding. those guys are not good. Like they're not bad, but they're not as good as Ben Simmons. Like they're just not, I mean, none of them have. I don't, I don't know how much time you spend on NBA Reddit. Um, it's no. fun to see kind of like what, <laughs> what vocal internet fans of teams are saying, but, uh, man, it's really been a contest these past few weeks between Knicks fans and Lakers fans over who's the most delusional, you know, and not, not in terms of like, cause both of these teams could get, end up getting what they want, but like 
you know, Lakers fans seem to think again that this is like this like king's ransom that they're offering for Anthony Davis, and they they can't believe the Pelicans aren't taking it. And it's like, are you have you really talked yourself into Kyle Kuzma that much? Like, I know he's a fun player, and I know he can do some nice stuff, but you you can't seriously believe that that's like a, a Godfather offer. You know, I was not on NBA Reddit, but I was on NBA Twitter, uh-huh. and the comments from Lakers fans are incredible. It's just like, you're the worst run franchise in sports. You better take this offer. You're never getting a better offer than you're not even getting this <laughs> yeah. offer later. And it's like, you're all really thirsty. And that's because you know that you don't, that this does not, in your heart, you know that this is not the offer. Like, it's crazy because, like, I guess they're just so used to these kinds of things going their way. But, like, you yeah. know, but it's like, yeah, you, you just can't, you know, just because you're the Lakers, you're not just going to get Anthony Davis and, like, lose. Lose all these like kind of like high risk uh, scenarios for for yeah for those three players and for two picks that would end up being like in the high twenties like it's not worth it it's not worth it at all yeah Yeah. no like Um, none of those guys are good enough like there's no you you got to give up somebody it doesn't have to be that's the thing about Ben Simmons he's not necessarily going to hit his ceiling but you know that he has a crazy high ceiling like yeah. The ceiling on Kyle Kuzma and Lonzo Ball right now, to my mind, is like decent NBA player. Yeah, I man, which, of Ingram, those three, of those three, who do you think has the highest ceiling? Brandon Ingram. I was going to say the same. Sorry, I thought you were. I thought you were going in another direction with it. No, I think yeah, Brandon I agree. I think Ingram. Ingram's got the highest ceiling. But even then, like, I mean, the guy's like skinnier than I was in high school. <laughs> Me too. I was also very, very skinny in high school, believe it or not. Uh, I but yeah, no, I mean, I, I also, by the way, you get ball. You're also getting a very unhappy Lavar ball who has been weirdly <laughs> quiet, but is suddenly being a little bit loud again. It's like, and I really think the Pelicans are probably Del thinking Dems, about that. Do you think about that? Oh, a hundred percent. He's so annoying to deal with. If you're a team, yeah. uh, I mean, Brandon Ingram is slightly interesting, I, KCP is completely uninteresting. Josh Hart. I mean, I. By the way, did you know that KCP has a no trade clause? I did hear that. That's so wild. That's insanity. Uh, the whole KCP deal is is so clearly a we got LeBron deal. Like, yeah. you know, this, I, I, the Cavaliers had to do that for Tristan Thompson and somebody else. I mean, like, it's just a Rich Paul. You got the guy, so you do what I told you to do. Thing. Mm-hmm unbelievable it's really really crazy it's crazy and then there's what Ivica Zubak I don't even know I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that right uh who is Croatian and cool I guess and I don't know Josh Hart like I think it's Ivica Zubats but anyway it's like none of these people are like I yeah I think Lakers fans are delusional you think Lakers fans are delusional they still might get Anthony Davis which is the craziest part man if if they if they that, get him for that deal, oh yeah, the, people could be listening to this podcast like tomorrow, and like, the deal could be idiots. done, and we'll sound like idiots. But yeah. I just, I just think they're dreaming. I well, really think it's like, un, I just think it's so foolish. Um, I want to speak. I want to speak very briefly before we move on, and we should probably wrap this up because it's long. But uh, uh-huh. I, I just want to speak to the future people listening to this podcast. If you have, if he has been traded for that offer, and you're thinking these idiots, it's still a bad deal. Just because yeah. it got done doesn't mean it's a good deal. <laughs> Yeah, if we are are already proven proven wrong, um, it just means yeah. that Dell Demps did a bad job. Yes, like, and so. it means that the NBA is cruel, and that yeah, that once again, the uh, the rich get richer, the rich get richer, literally, the rich and the Pauls rich Paul. get rich Pauler. Um, yep. yep, yep. Uh, shoot, I was gonna say something. I know we need to wrap up, but I was gonna say something, and now I can't remember what it was. I'm so sorry. You said that, but that was a cool thing that you said. I was worried okay. that you were gonna go in a boring direction, and you said something <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> this I, I this may be the least popular podcast among the fans, but I love this one. It's fun, you know. Like we we you know full disclosure to our listeners, we talked about how sometimes there are weeks where we really force the basketball conversation because we don't have a lot to say. And we just said, let's just not do that anymore. If there's nothing to talk about, we'll talk about Star Trek or, or whatever for, you know, an extra half hour. And if people don't like it, they can just fast forward or, or not listen. Or make their own podcast. Yeah. But yeah, we, we ultimately, when we 
decided to do this, it's because we love to talk about basketball, and there is a lot of basketball to talk about this week, and I agree with you. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah. For some, this might be a really boring episode, um, but they're probably not listening anymore anyway, so who cares? <laughs> well said, my friend. Well said. <laughs> uh, I can't remember what the other thing I was going to say. It was probably brilliant, but... Uh, All right, everyone out there, just assume you heard something brilliant. Yeah, just heard, heard you. Just assume you heard me say one brilliant thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess that's pretty much that. Um, oh, I know what I was going to say. Okay, let's see. Let's see if it's brilliant. It's not. It's okay. so not. <laughs> what a shock! Are we like in the post like consistency era now? Like, it feels like the last few years, basically since we've been doing this podcast, like that that there's been tremendous upheaval from year to year and it's like, oh yeah no for sure yeah it felt mm-hmm. like it felt like they they were it, they were these sort of anomalous off seasons but i i guess we're just in this era now where we can like kind of look look forward to like the etch-a-sketch getting shaken year after year with these superstars and everything that, yeah that's all i was gonna say yeah no no i think you're right i think that lebron in uh both times really and mm-hmm. some other things have pushed the league where these guys realize they don't need to stay the the their loyalty was always insane anyway given the team's lack of loyalty in most cases we'll get mm-hmm. i don't know if we'll ever get another dirk type situation maybe but it's hard to imagine right now maybe steph curry maybe we'll see but uh yeah i think we're just gonna see a lot of player movement which in some ways is good and in some ways is i think steph good. is gonna retire a warrior i think so too right now but we'll see. i think he's gonna be i think he's gonna be one of the the, the very very rare uh players it's just, just gonna quickly. be a lot more rare just quickly, uh, are there any other people that are still with the team that drafted them that you think are have a uh, like a thirty percent chance to to finish with that team? Uh, Giannis. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's a pretty Embiid? good call. Embiid. Like it's too early to know, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say. Um, uh, what's his name? Aaron Gordon. Just because I think it's funny. Uh, <laughs> he could be traded by the time. I know. This <laughs> I know. That's why. It's, that's one of the many reasons why. Colin Sexton. No. Um, I, I mean, who would you say? Uh, obviously, it's going to be. It's going to be. Uh, uh, I think Giannis is a Giannis, really good one. I hadn't thought about maybe that. Maybe Jokic. Uh, yeah. Maybe Russell Westbrook. Actually, good call. Given, good given call. What's happened? Um, um Dame. Maybe, I doubt it. I'd put him in the top fifteen. Yeah, but it's not like likely. Yeah, uh, yeah it's not a long, it's not a long list. Carl Anthony Towns, I doubt it. I mean, it's 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 not a long list. It really is not. Yeah. Anyway, basketball. Yeah, basketball. Why watch it? <laughs> I didn't get to watch my game. I didn't get to watch the Celtics game today either. If it makes you feel better about missing the Blazers. That does make me feel better. Thank you. Good. No, it doesn't. It just makes me sad for you, too. Cool. Cool. Right. Cool. Cool. I did try that new... Uh... I'm going to stop recording now. We didn't even say bye to people. Oh, okay. Let's say bye to people. Bye.